the Physician's Road. Create your life in medicine on your own terms. Today, we are on the path of personal development. Today, on the Physician's Road podcast, we talk to Dr. Maisha Claiborne and Dr. Manny St. Victor about overcoming internal obstacles like imposter syndrome and self-doubt, things that hold us back from living the life we want at our highest level of fulfillment. They are hosting a physician-focused event called the Mind Remapping and Manifestation Retreat on Saturday, February 1st, 2020 at Chateau Elan Winery and Resort in Brazelton, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. Go to www.thephysiciansroad.com forward slash mind map to learn more. Again, that's www.thephysiciansroad.com forward slash mind map MAP to learn more. The Physician's Road is brought to you by Vernonville Asset Management. Vernonville Asset Management was created to help physicians build wealth and create income beyond Wall Street. Through our exclusive private investments, doctors can begin to free themselves from the burdensome regulations in healthcare by creating income streams independent of medicine. Go to IncomeBeyondWallStreet.com to get your free report, Wall Street's Biggest Lie. Again, go to IncomeBeyondWallStreet.com to get Wall Street's Biggest Lie and free yourself today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Physicians World Podcast. Today, we're back on the path of personal development. And as we move into a new year, this being 2020, for those of you who all uh, may be listening to us at a later date, we're going to talk about kind of some of the unconscious barriers uh, that stop us from reaching our full potential. I like to have these types of conversations at the beginning of the year so people can begin to map out kind of what their goals and plans are for the rest of the year. And I'm so happy to have two friends of mine, two colleagues, um, two warriors on the path of personal development as well to help themselves and others achieve kind of what they want out of life. And the great thing is they have a retreat that they're putting together um, called the Mind Remapping and Manifestation Retreat coming up February 1st, 2020 at Chateau Elan um, Winery and Resort, which is right outside of Atlanta. And we're going to talk about that during the episode. Um, but without further ado, I want to introduce two of my f- friends and colleagues, Dr. Maisha Claiborne and Dr. Manny St. Victor. And we're going to talk a little bit about their journey through, through, to and through medicine and how they've come to the position where they are now, where they're helping physicians through their own process as they move through uh, medicine as well. And so we're going to start with ladies first. And Dr. Maisha Claiborne, please kind of give us a little bit of your background and kind of tell us kind of where you've come from and where you are right now kind of in your professional life. Well, first of all, I just want to thank you, um, Dr. Eric, for just like allowing us to be on. Um, it is an honor and a pleasure, of course. And so and I could say in the beginning, but I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so I, I, um, I, I can say that you know, how I chose to be a doctor was very kind of random. So like some people say, oh, well, you know, it is, um, it was this event or there was some mentor, but really it was an eighth grade writing assignment. So it's like, I always since eighth grade wanted to be a doctor, but then what happened was, you know, when you get uh, to doing what you want to do, you get that MD, you get into residency, you begin that training, uh, you, you realize this is not exactly what I signed up for. So 
you know, early on in residency, I experienced burnout. And this was before there was language to it, before we were talking about it. And, you know, I often tell the story that, you know, this, this is something that literally almost took my life. You know, I came to the edge where I wanted to quit. I wanted to quit life. And I had the of mind to pick up the phone. And, you know, you know, and I know, and, and Dr. Manny knows that there are so many of the doctors who never had that presence. So that was like my first, um, you know, my first entry to knowing that my path was going to be different. And so that, that you know, led me on the path of, well, how can I begin to create my career in a way that works for me and honors what I do and honors the care of patients? And that path for me was integrative medicine. And I had always sort of been um, interested in things natural, all things natural, all things um, what they used to call alternative, now they call integrative. And so um, I took that path, started my own practice. And after, you know, doing locum tenums, which is contract work for those who do not know that, uh, out for a maybe four or five years and then started my own practice in integrative medicine. And then five years into my practice, I began to um, start to spiral down into that whole burnout, but this time for a different reason. Like I felt like I wasn't quite um, living up to my potential. You know, I wasn't quite making the difference that I wanted to make. And that's when I started to really discover, well, what if I could, with what I'm doing now, help my colleagues? You know, I started to realize that me and this burnout thing, I wasn't alone. And um, with my background in coaching, with my background in hypnosis, with my background in, in, in neurolinguistic programming, which we'll talk, maybe talk about a little bit later, um, I knew that I had the skills to not only help the people that I was helping in my practice, but to help my colleagues. And that's when I began to turn my attention um, to the, my, my colleagues and, and coach them. Perfect. That's great. Now, what I also, but I also want folks to be able to relate to you in terms of kind of where you grew up, kind of where you go to college, med school, and all that kind of stuff. Because you might have. Some oh, you really did want to know from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Not the story, but just so folks can so folks can know that they, they might have some things in common with you. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Well, but so at the time of this recording, I was saying before the show, I'm in Sedona, Arizona, and I actually was born in Arizona. I was born in Tucson. So um, and. I, I, it's, it's, I haven't been back since, oh, I don't know, like back in when I was actually finishing medical school. So it's, it's been well over a couple of day, decades since I've been back. But um, yeah, I grew up mostly, I, I was here for two years in, in, in Arizona. And then we moved, my mother and my father are both in the medical profession. Mom's a retired dentist, dad's a retired OBGYN. So we have this joke, my mom takes the top, my dad takes the bottom, and I'm everything in the middle as a family doc. <laughs> Um, but we, they went to, they went to medical school at Meharry. So we lived in Nashville. I was in New York. We moved to Huntsville, Alabama, which is where I mostly grew up. I've lived a lot of places just by way. Cause my mother and my father were in their education during the time they had me. And, um, but I spent most of my time in Huntsville, Alabama. Notice I don't have an accent. It's cause my dad's from New York. So, you know, got a little East coast vibe going on. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, you know, I, I came to Atlanta for college. That's where I went to Emory university and, um, stayed for Morehouse school of medicine. I love Atlanta. I moved away and did my residency in Orlando. So I was in the land of Disney for three years, liked it, but missed Atlanta, missed the culture and mostly missed the food. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. That's what that's what we wanted. And so, Manny, uh, Dr. Manny St. Victor, 
Um, we have ties through my wife, and you'll, we'll probably go through that uh, with your background in history. But can you give us kind of your your origin stories? We like to say. Sure, sure. Let's see. I was born in New York. Uh, uh, I'm part of the generation where our parents, uh, my parents are Haitian. So I was part of the generation where they sent us to our grandparents to be raised. So I spent the first six years of my life in Haiti while my parents finished college, uh, then moved to uh, back to New York, Long Island, then moved to Orlando, Florida, then went off to Harvard for college. So I was thrilled about that change in temperature, yes. <laughs> um, immediately headed back south as <laughs> soon as I graduated, moved to Atlanta for a couple of years. Um, uh, I was pre-med at Harvard, but uh, afterwards I kind of wanted to hide and wanted to go into entrepreneurship, didn't know how to tell my dad. So I was in Atlanta, uh, slow pacing through, an MD, uh, through a PhD program because I was like, yeah, I'm going to do a PhD until I get my mind right. He was like, you need to be in this MD. So after a few years there, I went back to... Uh, Chapel Hill, UNC Chapel Hill for med school, uh, took some time off again, went and worked with some software companies, got into video games, virtual reality. This was, was this in the late 90s. So ended up back in residency, psychiatry <laughs> residency, because my parents were like, yeah, you need a real career, like all this money we spent, you know, you need to follow the path. Um, but I ended up ultimately leaving my psychiatry residency third day of the third year to join a virtual reality uh, startup. Uh, I, uh, I've been programming computers since I was nine, and I've been really into artificial intelligence and machine consciousness. So this company was like, yeah, come build software with us. So that company through $4 million in six months, and after all of us moved to Atlanta and bought all the expensive Silicon Valley-type lifestyle stuff, we all had these houses we couldn't afford because no one else was trying to pay us that kind of money. Uh, so more software, started my own video game company, which uh, ended up going belly up. Uh, decided that I uh, worked for some software companies that were in casinos and stuff, how to make software more addictive, but then just really felt like I needed to find a way to use software, uh, my psychiatry training, uh, and my entrepreneurship skills for, for the benefit of other people. And ultimately what it came to is I'm running into a lot of doctors who either wanted to leave or end up leaving and medicine and having to back because, you know, reality check or whatever. And that's how I came to uh, come up with a book series, Thinking About Quitting Medicine. Uh, with Swiner Publishing, uh, which brings me to here and now, where my main focus is getting people, um, especially docs, to see where they really are, where they really want to be, and to approach life with the same invigoration and that allowed them to make it through that tough path. Mm -hmm. So how to reawaken to that, but with the wisdom of what we've been through. Perfect. I think that's great. And I think that gives a great overview for people to, for, to give an understanding of the breadth and, and knowledge that you all have and the experiences that you all have um, inside and outside of medicine that you then have brought back into medicine to help physician colleagues um, kind of, if whether it's transitioning from one thing to another or moving to a higher and more efficacious level in their own lives um, as they move forward. So as I talked about, each of you has broadened your experience as a physician um, where you're You've treated patients for some amount of time. Now you're really treating our colleagues in that space. You talked a little bit about how you came to this, but I want to go a little bit of a, of a further deep dive when it comes to this. Um, and Dr. Claiborne, you talked about kind of some other training that you did, some neurolinguistic programming, some coaching, these kinds of things. Talk a little bit about that training process, what kind of a little bit why you went through it, and what it brings to the table for you when you're helping potential clients. Well, you know, so 
starting with the coach training, when I started my practice in integrative medicine, when I was actually treating patients, um, one of the things that I noticed, I, I trained in acupuncture right out of residency. I was very into um, getting to the root cause. Uh, as a family doc, that's, that's what I'm all about, is getting to the root cause of what ails us, getting to the root cause of what makes us sick or ill. And um, one of the things that I was always very interested in was acupuncture. So I would be in my practice, and I trained in acupuncture after residency for a year, and I would, did that through um, this place called the Academy of Pain Research out in San Fran. Um, but, but when I started my practice, what I noticed is that I'd have people on the table, and they'd be telling me about all their stressors and all of their, their issues, and, and I would be coaching them in a sense. And so I thought to myself, well, I, I should get trained in this so that I could be more effective um, because I'm always wanting to, whatever, whatever I'm doing with patients, with doctors, I want to make sure I'm the most effective and I'm impacting them the deepest way possible. So that led to my coach training. And um, sometime through, I had been exposed to hypno, hypnotherapy. I'd, I'd heard about neurolinguistic programming. And just to give you like a little uh, background on what that is, it is a way that you eliminate negative thinking, um, shift belief patterns, old, old unresourceful belief patterns, and negative self-talk, and even habits through linguistic process. That means through language, right? So there's a, it's a waking state where you can use language to reframe processes, reframe and reprogram old negative behavior thoughts. Okay. So there's, so I, I had heard about it and I got interested in it because I was doing all this coaching and I was having great results. Um, but I, I, I thought, well, maybe I could even get deeper. Like you said, you know, go deeper. And so I, I, I did the initial training and all of a sudden my results catapulted. You know, like I was um, really getting to, I was really getting to the root. And whereas people would be in therapy for, you know, years and years and years, I might get to the root in a couple of weeks and, uh, and then shift their behavior pattern. So that's what led me to that kind of training. And that training was over a period of about three years because I went and I did the initial training and then I got a master practitioner and then I became a trainer in this process. So now I'm trained to certify others. Now how that has transitioned and mapped on to what I do um, with physicians, which right now primarily is I help docs discover their purpose and then build their careers outside of that, right? Usually building businesses outside of the, the, the traditional clinical parameters, um, integrative medicine, coaching, consulting, and that sort of thing. And so where that comes into play now, that one of the first places that, that physicians and the medical professionals get stopped is that, that mindset, that belief pattern. And it's because of that background conditioning that we've had, you know, that we've been told we can only do this, or this is the only legitimate or val valid way to enter medicine. And we've never been taught entrepreneurship. We've never been taught business. We've never been taught anything outside of clinical. And so they come and they're like, I have this idea and I, I want to do this thing, but they can't move. They can't move because of this thing up here, their, that mind. And so the, the processes that I do with hypnosis and NLP and this another technique, timeline therapy, help to like really move that out of the way, move those negative processes and thoughts out of the way and empower them to move past those roadblocks. Got it. And, and I, I will assume that, that you will be doing this 
at the retreat and teaching people how to be able to do this, correct? We will be doing it. We'll be teaching them the tools of this at the retreat. Absolutely. Perfect. And Dr. St. Victor, yes. we have a lot to unpack with, with, your, with your earlier statement. We've got the whole immigrant cultural expectations of what you're supposed to do. There's the thinking about quitting medicine series that you have. Kind of wrap those two things into kind of your answer about kind of how you came to what you're doing now and a little bit about what you're doing and kind of what you're going to do at the retreat for physicians around that as well. Okay. So from the very beginning, uh, I've been uh, glued to software and that's at the root of things where I've always trusted the machine more than I trusted the human. Because when I was about nine, I discovered basic. And what I found with basic was you could put an idea in a machine and you come back months later. And as long as you had the little cassette that you recorded it on, because that's how we did software then, you could pop it back in. Um, as I got older, I found that um, people would always come to me talking to me about problems and stuff. And to me, I love puzzles. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, this sounds like the real solution. <laughs> but as time went on, I started learning more complex problems and collecting these mental models. I found that uh, there was more to handing someone a mental model than just telling them what it was. There was these unconscious blocks and everything. Uh, as I started uh, studying stuff like uh, the software and video gaming, it became more clear to me that there are systems out there that, that do pull us, our curiosity, our desires, our inner thoughts, and that there are people out there who actually enjoy from moment to moment this feeling of aliveness. I wanted some of that. So what I found along the way was every time I tried to talk to someone about this when I was in, uh, in med school, I was like, yo, I'm learning this software. This software allows you to do this, that, and the other. Hey, Google has semantic search. It's like a machine thinking outside of your head. You know, um, It took me a while to be able to communicate these things to people. And the better I got at communicating it, the more I realized there were other people who had those same ideas in the form of wounds and pain because every time they attempted to communicate, then they got shut down. Mm-hmm. So thinking about quitting medicine was about bringing enough people together that were thinking all these different things with the uh, the courage and clarity and transparency to say, yeah, I was thinking about quitting medicine, but then I did this. Because to me, I felt like my life should have been, uh, a lot of my energy could have been allocated at earlier years with a lot less pain, a lot less imposter syndrome. I've had several bouts of paralyzing depression where I've lost years of my life. And my belief is that had I had those stories, uh, and those beliefs that we can reach things that we want and still serve others, uh, I would have had a different life. And I, my goal is to pay back all to people so they can do that. And not only that, so they can turn around and teach others to do it. That's my vision. Perfect. And so how did you, and just to give a little nugget, because I know many physicians um, come with the, we come with the expectation of being a physician. How did you break out of the familial expectation of um, the traditional pathway? How, what did you have to do? You talked about kind of, de- I'm sure some depression <laughs> was in there. Like, how did you get through that? Um, well, the software helped, ironically enough, because uh, I learned uh, about something called perceptual control theory. And I won't go into it because this is pure geek. But if you guys have read Psycho Cybernetics, it's a book that sits on perceptual control theory, also known as identity theory. Mm-hmm. But uh, ultimately, these are just stories that tie to what's called the hero's journey. Uh, a way of looking at life where each obstacle that comes, you step back, you tap into your resources, you pull the right friends together. Yeah. So that's um, 
for some reason, that's where I'm, I am with the answer. I'm trying to remind me of the question because no, you got my brain it. Does that way? <laughs> no, you got it. How you got through the the cultural yeah. expectation of yeah. being a position yeah. in a particular yeah. type of way? Yeah, the hero's journey. That I knew I was going somewhere with it. The hero's journey ultimately allowed me to see that there were multiple subconscious models, and that the models that I had been raised in weren't the only way of being, and the models that I was raised also made me susceptible to a certain frame of reference in medicine where. I was willing to do more, take more punishment, be talked to a certain way because I had this belief that if I kept my head down, things would get better. Mm. The hero's journey was about uh, not only keeping your head down, but sometimes lifting your head up and having the courage to stand your ground. And with me, I left medicine three different times because multiple times when life got hard outside of medicine, I doubted myself and thought that medicine would be a safe place to run back to until it got to the point where I felt like, I, I used to say, if I don't, uh, working at the psychiatry unit, I was a psychiatry resident, I was like, yo, if I don't get out of here, I'm gonna be in here. And I'm talking about one of these back rooms, not with this white coat and this stethoscope on. Mm-hmm. You know, it was over and over. Uh, and I still, I'll, I'll go at it with my parents still because they still have the old concepts where to them, once you're a doctor, life is perfect. You know, so, so that model is still in me sometimes where I feel lesser than. But uh, it's over and over and over again and sticking to that hero's journey instead of uh, less, less empowering, sometimes disempowering models that were taught to me. Perfect. Can I, can I just um, add something in? Because this is really like it, it hit me. You know, one of, I think one of the reasons that Manny and I compliment each other so is because of the the I think that where, where Manny talked about, Dr. Manny, you talk about, you know, keeping your head down because if you kept your head down, it might go away. I was exactly the opposite of that. And, and with the same background, like sort of imposter syndrome, but it was, I, w- I think I would consider myself more disruptive and more rebellious. So like there would be things in residency where my attendings would tell me it, it, there, was a, there was a little incident of, with a white coat. And I really hated wearing a white coat. It was, um, it was heavy and it gave me pain. <laughs> And so I wouldn't wear it. And I would have this one attending that would be like, wear your white coat. And I'd be like, no, why? You know, like, so I was a very um, rebellious and, and sort of not disruptive, not in the way they use the term now, but I felt like that was sort of my path to disrupt the status quo. And so all of my career, all of my life, that's what I did, you know, in, in stepping into integrative medicine t- 10, 12 years ago before it was popular, you know, when, when even my colleagues didn't get it and understand. Um, and, and then stepping out and transitioning careers as a coach before it was popular, you know, when my colleagues and, 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 my, and my people didn't understand, like, why are you giving up being a doctor, right? And so I just, I just it struck me how complimentary we, we are. I was saying in, a, in an earlier broadcast uh, that Dr. Manny's the PB to my J. <laughs> yeah. I'm peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jelly. <laughs> And, 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 yeah, that's you, so, and that's what I was going to say that, that and that's what you want is the is complimentary because I am I, because through residency training, especially after I came back from business school, um, once you've had to once you have the ability to juxtapose something outside of medicine, you realize kind of how broken the training system is in medicine. So I was much, much like you, uh, Dr. Claiborne. I was I wouldn't say I was disruptive, but st- I didn't do status quo. I didn't do just because. Mm-hmm. things are done a certain way that that's the way that they need to continue to be done. It made no sense to me. You needed to justify that to me. Um, or I just wasn't going to participate because it didn't, it just didn't make any specific sense. Absolutely. And so, um, so circling back. So Dr. St. Victor, you talked about 
Psycho-Cybernetics, and I'll put a link to that book um, on, on the show notes page. Um, I wholeheartedly would say that that book is a, one of those life-changing books, yes. uh, but you have to really kind of get ready, get your mind ready to really read that book, um, number one. And number two, you talk about the hero's journey. And one of the big things in the hero's journey is the hero almost always has a guide. Yes. The hero never figures out the hero's journey on their own. Their yes. guide is the one who always, the guide is the one who gets them from where they were to where they ultimately want to be. And so we, we, we think of Obi-Wan, any great story you think of, and I'm sorry, I'm going to destroy kind of people's thought process and story arcs, but there's always a guy that comes in that takes the hero from where they are to where they want to be. Um, and in many ways, the retreat you're putting together is how people can find that guide, the person who has been there, who can take them from where they are to where they want to be. And so talk about kind of, this is the first time you're doing a conference. Um, so talk about kind of, the need that you saw and specifically kind of around the physicians that you all work with the need that you saw and, and how you created the conference to address those specific needs. Um, Dr. Claiborne, can you kind of lead that off? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, it, it started back when you all know, we, we all, we were at the bootcamp MD together in October and, you know, even the first one that happened uh, back in January, one of the things that people most took away was, is your mind right? <laughs> so when we did the second one, um, I decided, okay, well, let's do a longer step on mindset. And, and, it, and it is because, like I said, like, as, I've, as I've coached over the years, one of the, the things that I've had to work the most on, it's 80%, is that, that deconditioning, that getting to the of, of, of what's, what's stopping them and also validating, uh, you validating that their ideas, that their, that their, their, um, path is, it's okay to veer off the path, right? It's okay to, to, to move into something, to, to look for their purpose, to step outside of the box. Like it's okay to do that. So like, there's a lot of that. And then finding that purpose, finding like, what is that? What are those core values that, because a lot of times what, what happens is when you're not um, aligned with those values, then that's when that, that dissatisfaction, that burnout, that, that starts to occur. So in seeing all of that through the coaching and then having done that half day um, workshop in October, um, with with the mindset and, and getting the response and the feedback that I've gotten, I realized, you know what, there's something more to this. And maybe I should do an entire day on it. And so it was immediately after the, the, that, that last Bootcamp MD that we did that I went ahead and pulled the trigger on it. And of course, um, I could not... Uh, you know, move forward without my, my PB, you know, without Manny, because Manny and I have worked, have worked together for years and, and, and we are very parallel in a lot of ways. Uh, and so I contacted Manny and was like, Hey, this is what I want to do. You want to do this thing with me, um, this retreat and to address all of those underlying the imposter syndrome, the, the self doubt, the, um, the, the coming up against the same brick walls or obstacles over and over again and not knowing why um, to, to uh, take the performance to the next level, to, be, to, to, to access that, that unstoppability that they want to, but with fulfillment. And, um, you know, that, that's why I'm doing this, is, is to really give the access to my colleagues to that, that ultimate fulfillment. 
um, through removing the obstacles, removing the barriers and getting them present to the blind spots um, that have them uh, be stopped. Great. And Dr. St. Victor, so I'll, I'll reiterate kind of the question. So just in terms of the comp- how the conference was created and how that is going to be related to the problems that you see that our colleagues often face when they're coming to you um, in your um, area of expertise. Okay. So for me, uh, for a long time, my vision has been uh, how to bring science and spirituality closer together uh, in my own mental models and for my colleagues. Because uh, at various points in my life, I had uh, a spiritual crisis where the with psychiatry in particular, the more I started studying psychiatry and psychology and computer science, the more this concept of uh, why are we here, how are we connected, uh, why is it that I'm learning more of the science and learning more mastery, but not feeling more masterful, Mm. you know? Uh, And so when I step back and looked at my life, look at how I was, uh, for all intents and purposes, I'll call it overcompensating now. You know, I was getting smarter and smarter in certain lanes and lanes like interacting with my kids. And even in my marriage, I was kind of too busy to be present or or was giving those things leftovers. my vision, though, is to communicate to folks that when you step back to a certain point, all those things allow you to, um, at a more spiritual level, pour that same expertise out. When you shift your expertise from uh, being over-identified, I'm a doctor and this is how I operate. And so when I'm at home, I'm trying to force doctor ways on family, household, you know, because I know psychiatry, I'm trying to treat everyone, diagnose everyone. When, when you step back a bit from all of that, there's a truth that comes out that allows you as a whole being to be like beautiful in all these different places and feel true and alive. Um, and it took me a while to realize that learning a ton more neurochemistry, a ton more about EEGs, a ton more math models wasn't going to do it. So um, my goal is how do I communicate that to other empirical robotic minded people like myself who see life in processes to be like, Hey, this process you're going to have to step back from and take on as a bigger picture friend, mm. you know? I think that that's a perfect answer. And I think hopefully the, the, the listeners can, can see how you two comp- complement each other um, in terms of how you all look at helping our colleagues move forward um, and trying to get those of us in healthcare to be whole human beings. Because in many ways, and, and it's the reason why I created the Physician's Road, is we all give up a lot, large proportions and chunks of us to become um, healers for the rest of society. And how do we go back and rediscover those pieces that we either left behind or we never actually developed? And so there are por- portions and parts of us um, that have never been fully explored because we dedicated so much of our time in many ex- instances as soon as we got out of high school, we went down a very specific narrow pathway um, and we did not get to have the same experiences that many of our non-physician colleagues got to have. And so um, I think there need to be more events like this. Um, there's, there's reasons why I, I promote on this platform physician-run conferences and, 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 and gatherings uh, is because my life was transformed through conferences and gatherings that were not CME, that were not um, necessarily medicine related. And so I think that there's a huge dearth and a huge um, hole in that for our profession. 
um, in that we do not interact with one another and with other people that aren't necessarily in our profession. And so I applaud you two um, for putting this retreat together um, for our colleagues. And so can you give kind of quick bullet points from each of you all, what you expect physicians to experience and how you expect them to be transformed after going through this day, uh, Dr. Claiborne? Well, um, you know, one of the things that I expect to happen, number one is for them to be connected, reconnected with themselves, right? So a lot of times when you move these things out of the way, um, you become reconnected with your purpose, reconnected with your passion. You You become very clear about your pathway. And so clarity is, is, is one of the biggest things that the docs are going to leave with. And then what that clarity leads to is the ability to, especially for those who are, are in, the, in the beginning of starting a business, have an idea of starting a business, it, it creates the, the, um, the space for them to take action. So where there might have been fear before, there's clarity and the space to just do it, to take action. Um, and being connected to the values, understanding what's important to them, and being able to prioritize their life in that way, right? And in having the, the, um, those underlying negative thoughts and really sort of silencing the imposter syndrome, silencing the negative self-talk, being able to um, increase their performance, in their business, for those who already have businesses, those who might be on the verge of launching, they'll just, they'll launch. Those who are on the verge of, of, of starting, they'll just start. So that's, that's, those are a few things. I'll let Manny take, take yeah. the rest. <laughs> yeah, what, Dr. St. Victor. What I promise is that uh, we'll blow your mind. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll blow your mind by reflecting you to yourself. You know, the power of the hero's journey is when you come back from this conference, you won't know more about us, you'll know more about you. Mm. And uh, we're talking about the language, the access to parts of you that sometimes you hide from yourself. Uh, Quick heads up on any self-sabotage, you'll start noticing that. Um, You'll see what fears are really pointing to. You'll you'll know when to be confident and when to be humble. You know, it's just, it's a matter of, it's a root cause journey. So when we go back and when we're digging and stuff, uh, we use a technique uh, called uh, it's a content free approach, mm-hmm. you know, so you can't use the excuse that your surface self doesn't want to talk about this. So you're not going to bring it up. <laughs> it's going to come up because your unconscious mind feels like it's time and you're going to go ahead and fix it. And you're going to come out on the other side with clarity, you know, and and, and uh, one of the main things we're going to talk about and visit a lot is the, the process of getting to and staying in and appreciating your integrity, mm-hmm. you know, walking in your purpose and how that feels different. So clarity, direction, motivation, commitment. Yeah. And, and then the tools to maintain that. Because oftentimes people come into these transformational weekends and they get, up, they get motivated. They get like, oh my God, I can do this. And then they go back to the real world, <laughs> right? Where nothing pulls for them to continue that. So, you know, Manny knows me. I am all about the structure. Yep. And what I am committed to is that when they when the when you leave the 
this weekend. Then not only have you, will you have connected to your core values and have this clarity and be able to remove these obstacles, but you'll have the tools and the structure in place to continue to do it in your lives outside of this, this transformational weekend that we're going to be providing. Great. And so last question, and it's one, it's an open-ended one I always try to give my guests is what did I not ask you or what do you feel the audience needs to know um, before we wrap up um, about kind of what you all are doing and the retreat? I'm actually going to let Dr. Mandy go first on this one. All right. (laughs) You, you know, it's, it's going to be at a massage spot, right? So there will be massages. <laughs> I just I just don't know why that hasn't come up yet because <laughs> I plan to get massaged thoroughly. <laughs> what was the question? So, yes. So, so I will I say, ask? everyone, I, I've actually stayed at Chateau Elan. Um, it is a beautiful resort in and of itself. It's a beautiful place in and of itself. But Dr. Man- Dr. Manny, what, what I asked was, <laughs> what didn't I ask you in the questioning that you think that the audience needs to know and should know as they as as we wrap up the the interview. Yeah, I'd like to refer back to my first answer as my. <laughs> there will be massages. Uh, uh, well, I think uh, I think the the main thing that we we kind of joke around and dance around through this whole conversation is this is about authenticity. If you belong here, you know you feel the pull. If you don't, then don't come. But uh, if you do come, then I I, I think uh, a lot of your questions that we didn't even get around to answering will be answered. I think that's the question, the question, question, meta. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, and one of the things that I think that, um, you know, people should know is that this is, this is, this is transformation, but this is going to be fun. So as you can see, we're, you know, we're a little bit silly. We're on the silly side. one of the things that I am most committed to is connecting with others. You know, we're, we're going to bond, we're going to connect, we're going to laugh. You might cry, but we will have tissues. <laughs> but there, this is, this is, it's, it's about transition, but it's also about having a little fun. Come get you some relaxation. Yeah. I'm going to begin some massaging too. We're going to have some social events. We've got to feed you. Now that's important that we hadn't talked about either. We're going to feed you on the day yeah. of breakfast, yeah. snacks, lunch so you know doctors always come for food (laughs) absolutely absolutely and so with that um and and i will just give my experience in terms of for those that um go to conferences again this is this is not a cme kind of situation so things are a little bit different a lot of the magic doesn't happen from the front of the stage a lot of the magic happens in interactions a lot of the magic happens between sessions a lot of the magic will happen in the bar a lot of the magic will happen just in being present in the space with other human beings um i know that we are moving to a more digital digitized world where people are doing stuff online where people are are behind their computer screen but ultimately we are social creatures um, the question that you didn't even realize you needed to ask because you were sitting around a circle of people asking questions and there was a follow on question you, you asked was going to actually change your life. Mm-hmm. That can't happen behind a computer screen. That's right. And so it's those kinds of things about being in the space with others who have a like mind and who are moving towards the same types of goals, um, has been completely transformational for me personally. Um, and again, like I said, it's one of the reasons why I try to promote these types of conferences as much as possible, where I know that people will begin to get a skill set that is not taught in f- what we call formal education. And so 
these types of environments teach you something that the regular educational curriculum will never ever teach you um, or will teach it to you in a way that is very static in what I like to say clinical or ivory tower as opposed to what is useful for you in the real world um, from that standpoint. And so with that, any last thoughts? We just want um, our docs to come and hang out with us, get connected to us, get connected to other colleagues, and really get reconnected to yourself. Yes. Um, that's what this is all about. I love that Dr. Manny said authenticity because it's really about living your purpose and living your truth, like really living your truth and living out loud. And, and that's what my commitment is to my colleagues. Perfect. Anything for you, Dr. Manny, or I'll wrap it up. I'm smiling, but you can't see it. <laughs> oh, if they go to the video, they'll be able to see it. So I want to th thank Dr. Maisha Claiborne and Dr. Manny St. Victor for being with, with us today on the path of personal development. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that they gave you a nugget in just listening to this episode um, of some thoughts that I know that each of us as physicians have had at one point at one time or the other. Um, and so to reiterate, it's called the Mind Remapping and Manifestation Retreat. It's at Chateau Elan. Um, in just outside of Atlanta, I think it's what, Brazelton. what's it called? What's Brazelton. The, Brazelton, right? So just, so just north of Atlanta in Brazelton, February 1st, 2020. Um, we will put a link to uh, register on the show notes page and that will be the physiciansroad.com forward slash mind map. Again, the physiciansroad.com forward slash mind map. You go, you'll have the show notes from here. We'll, we'll put the books that we mentioned um, on there as well. We'll put um, Dr. Manny and Dr. Claiborne's websites on there as well, so you can contact them directly. And as well, we'll have a link to um, register for this particular retreat. So I want to thank everyone again for listening to this episode of the Physicians Road Podcast. Please check us out um, on our Facebook group. You can just go to Facebook, put in the Physicians Road, answer a couple of the questions, and then um, we'll accept you in. And from there, we can have much deeper conversations about this and other um, topics that we talk about on the Physicians Road podcast. And so thank you so much, Dr. Claiborne and Dr. St. Victor. Thank, thank you. you. The Physician's Road is brought to you by Vernonville Asset Management. Vernonville Asset Management was created to help physicians build wealth and create income beyond Wall Street. Through our exclusive private investments, doctors can begin to free themselves from the burdensome regulations in healthcare by creating income streams independent of medicine. Go to IncomeBeyondWallStreet.com to get your free report, Wall Street's Biggest Lie. Again, go to IncomeBeyondWallStreet.com to get Wall Street's Biggest Lie and free your today. Thank you for listening to The Physician's Road, where you create your life in medicine on your own terms. Please go to thephysiciansroad.com and sign up for your free guides and resources.